Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Jean Schultes. She is the founder and creative director of Kind Soap Company, an all-natural line of bath and body products designed to be kind to your skin, kind to the earth, and kind to others. Hello, Jean. Hello. Well, I've been to your shop. Yes. And I love and adore your shop. That's and good And you hear. have this amazing background. So there's going to be, I don't. I mean, we've got tons to talk about here. Okay. But tell, tell us, you have one of the best origin stories I know about Ooh, why gosh, I started a, my business. It is. It's an awesome pressure. story. So no, Well, just just tell it. People are going to think it's like a superhero origin story. And then I'm going to tell Wait, it. Is that it's going to be such a letdown. <laughs> no, I got bit by a spider. But it is very then, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> And now I can... No, okay. Go ahead. So my background is in the creative side. So I began my career as a graphic designer and then worked up into um, creative director for Sarah Lee for 10 years. So most of my adult life was working on brands and working on packaging and building other people's brands. And, um, you know, a a combination of events kind of occurred that made me... um, think about going out on my own and creating my own brand. And those events were um, when Anheuser-Busch was bought by InBev, um, the agency that I was working for at the time, because I had moved from Sierra Lee to an agency, um, was losing a lot of business. And there were a lot of agencies in town also losing business because InBev was kind of lopping off whole like departments and, you know, just the whole thing when the company comes in and takes right. over. Um, and so I was like... Oh, like this is going to be hard to to find another job, and at my level and what I wanted to do. I mean, it could take something that I was probably not too, terribly excited about. I just really didn't want to do that. And at the same time, this was all happening. I had um, my youngest son was four, and he developed really bad eczema. He had on the back of his knees, and um, he would just scratch at it every night until it bled. And you know, I was on this quest to find products that wouldn't aggravate the eczema, would make it go away. Several doctor's visits, you know, and really the only thing that they could help us with was giving us steroids. And I really didn't want to use steroid creams on him every day of his life. I didn't know if this was going to be a lifelong thing, but steroids have terrible long-term side effects in many different ways. And so I just kind of set out on a mission to figure out a better way to handle that. And so that sent me down the whole rabbit hole of figuring out what ingredients were in products that I was using on them that was that were actually aggravating the eczema. Even products that are made for babies or made for people with eczema um, have these ingredients in them that are irritating. Really? And yeah, and and have a history or classified as skin irritants, um, carcinogens, hormone disruptors, neurotoxins. And so I'm kind of like, well, I mean... Let's not put that on the kid. Yeah, I mean, for (laughs) not just eczema reasons, but then I'm looking at everybody, like me, my family. Um, I don't want to use these things anymore. You know, and so I'm on the search for finding products that didn't have any of those things, but actually worked well and weren't just like some medicinal, like nothing to it type of thing. Um, I just realized there just wasn't anything on the market. So I started um, delving into the whole arena of learning how to make my own soap, my own products. I basically taught myself um, through lots of trial and error and lots of books and things like that 
um, how to make soap in my basement. I was down there like whipping it up like a mad scientist and <laughs> having some really bad uh, batches of things and making my family be guinea pigs. And I eventually, you know, found, uh, you know, some recipes that really worked well. Um, in the meantime, I was started taking classes online to become a um, certified aromatherapist, which means that you can um, use essential oils safely and therapeutically because I, I knew that synthetic fragrance was one of the main irritants for everybody, not just people with eczema, but that I knew myself I couldn't use anything with synthetic fragrance in it without my skin getting really angry and red. Got yeah. So I knew that I wanted my products to smell good and to be to have like medicinal you know type of um, therapies um, within it, but I couldn't use anything synthetic. So. But using essential oils is like can be very dangerous in the wrong hands. A lot of people think you can just like swallow them and drink them and and slather them all over you undiluted. And um, they're very very powerful and they do have a lot of really good um, uses. But y- you really need to know how to to manufacture products with those. And so, I, I it took about three years overall taking classes, kind of while I was um, still working part time and working on this at the same time to get my certification. But through all this, you know, I'd read every book I could find on how to make all these things. Um, and eventually I came across a, a bar of soap that worked really well for my son. Um, and within a month of using that, his eczema had just completely cleared up. Oh my gosh. And I, I can't say that like that would have happened with everybody because everyone's different, but it stopped the itching and the redness so much that it stopped him from clawing at it. So it was able to heal. Wow. So because every time we give him a bath at night, he, you know, we get into bed and he'd just be so itchy because of that, all those synthetic fragrances and all those irritants and things like that. And, you know, detergent, all that stuff that's in um, products, even baby products like Johnson and Johnson um, baby shampoo. And they just were made to take out some, some of these harmful ingredients or they're working on taking them out. Because there's enough people that are now like, why is there formaldehyde in this? You know, right. Why yeah. am I putting it, you know? That sounds bad. I know. And, you know, people think, oh, well, it's so pure because it, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't burn their eyes. Well, there's a there's an eye numbing agent in there. That's why it doesn't burn their are eyes. Because they can't feel it. Yeah. So parts your really, eyes. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. There's a numbing, ocular I numbing had agent. no idea. Yeah. It's not, there's nothing pure or, you know here's a white driven snow type of thing about it. No, it's got all kinds of things in it that sting your eyes, but you just can't feel it because your eyes are numb. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's, well, there's a thought. Right. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So it, I think it's, I mean, so many people really don't know Mm -hmm. that what is in your everyday products and that are being advertised to you left and right. right. And it's, oh, this is so good for you. Has stuff in it that really we don't want. So you, you mentioned right. formaldehyde, which mm-hmm. is sort of obvious, but there's also things that are not obvious. What other ingredients should we be looking at in our products and going, mm, no? Yeah. Well, I mean, we have what we call the dirty dozen sort of listed on our website of, um, you know, so many different things. But definitely like anything that says fragrance or parfum, our parfum which is perfume. Right. Um is going to be irritating to most people, even if they don't realize it. But on a cellular level, um, they're inflammatories. And so they're going to like inflame your your cells, which ages them faster. So you will, you know, so even just like clean, washing your face or something with something that has synthetic fragrance in it is really aging you faster than you should be aging. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so um, 
things like that. Uh, sulfates are really um, irritating and harmful. Um, but all of these things have so many different names that it's really hard to, unless you really study up on it, like what what is this 12 letter word and right. what does it derive from? And is it actually, you know, because there's, we use sulfates in our products that aren't synthetic, but they're coconut derived. So they, it's, it provides that foaming boosting action in our liquid soaps that the synthetic bad sulfates like SLS and SLES, um, we don't use those. So it's, it's like people are like, oh, I thought you didn't use sulfates. Well, we use this one that's called, you know, Da da da, cocamide, betaine, da 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 da. But it's like it's it's a coconut derivative, and it looks and sounds a lot like the other one. It's bad, so it's really hard to wow to tell. So a that's lot of times. interesting because I would have gathered that the ingredients were all you know like things you would just totally recognize. Right, not necessarily. No, I mean you can't. Uh, it's not you can't just use a coconut. You know, you, right. it has to be processed in a way for it to be. Um, you know, useful in a in a foaming situation. Show me things, yeah, yeah. So I mean, you, there are things like olive oil and shea butter and things that you will recognize, but there's also things that just are part of the whole process um, to get like a liquid soap, right? Um, that that need to be used. So how interesting! You know. Oh my gosh, such an education. Well, we're <laughs> going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Jean. We are back with Jean from Kind Soap. So in the break, we were talking about, it's so confusing. And and uh, I actually, one time, and I don't even remember what company it was, but I was, I said something on Facebook about, I'm really disappointed. I just learned this out about this company and they showed themselves, like all their commercials were like, we're so natural. Right. Everything's natural. I'm, right. I'm picking things out of the ground and putting mm-hmm. it in there and look how natural we yeah. are. And then I found out they weren't natural. Uh-huh. And someone on Facebook- Because it's not regulated. Well, right. Yeah. Exactly. I yeah. mean, they so can they can anything, make it look really. a certain mm-hmm. way, but it isn't that way. Right. And then a person um, came and said something about, you know, well, Miss, you just really need to take responsibility and you need to start, you know, like, and I, yeah. and I went, you know what? I don't have time. No. Like, how about you just be of integrity mm-hmm. and do the right thing for people? Because there is no way I, I'm going to take out the time to read every single la- label, educate myself on every single ingredient. I mean, mm-hmm. can't someone just make a product that is for real and not going to hurt me. And that's what you did. Yeah. You've done all the homework. So you, and we continue to do the homework because things change all the time. So it's, it isn't like you just learn it and then you're good and then you can go make great choices for yourself. I mean, it changes so often that we have to stay on top of it. And it's even hard for us sometimes to stay on top of it. Oh, I'm positive because new information will come yeah. out about something and you're like, okay, you know, reset, let's do mm-hmm. this. So does that really mess with some of your products? Sometimes, then? sometimes. I mean, we, we're going through a process now of switching out one of our preservatives that used to be the greenest option, the most natural option. But products that have water in them need preservation or else really bad things will grow in them that will hurt you much more than a preservative. So, right. Um, so we um, we've ch- we chose one back. You know, I chose one back almost ten years ago now, 
And since then, things have evolved in natural preservatives. And so now we feel like there are more natural options out there. And so um, it it takes a lot of like testing and, uh, you know, waiting six weeks and trying it again. And like it's, you can't just switch You want to make sure nothing's growing in it. Yeah, it's just, you know, every product has a different pH. And so then a different combination of preservatives is called for and, um, so it's, you know, I'm working with a chemist on it because I, this is like beyond me. I mean, it's oh, not, wow. you know, it's, it's, it's a chemistry thing and I'm a creative person. So, um, <laughs> but it's, uh, you know, it's, it changes all the time. And even, even things that, and companies are very smart about it. And there's, they, they realize that the general population is becoming much more informed on ingredients in their, in their products. And, um, so they're they're making things that are bad sound better by maybe switching it up just a little bit or you know just there's certain things that you know you can get formaldehyde without having it on the label because there's two ingredients that when they combine in a product create formaldehyde. So if you look if you don't know to look for those two other ingredients, oh my you'll gosh, never know that, that it's in there. That is just that hurts my head. I know. So just go to kind of soap and you're good. Yeah. So we just thought, you know, I thought at the very beginning, I'm going to create products that I want to use for myself and my family because right. I'm not using those things anymore. Like right. I've learned way too much about it. And it's, you know, it's not rocket science. I mean, I have no background in, in science or anything like that, but I was able to create these products. So why aren't these giant companies doing that? And the bottom line is those, the ingredients that, that I was using were much more expensive than well, synthetic. yeah, so so you can go buy a bottle of shampoo for a mm-hmm. buck. Right. You know. Because it's got really cheap ingredients in it that right. are completely synthetic, completely, like, you know, dumbed down to, you know, pennies on the dollar of, of the ingredients that I'm using. Um, and so, yeah, you're, you're going to pay more for um, a better product, but you have peace of mind. You don't, you know— the average person puts 14 different products on their body every day. And when you, you think that's a lot, but then you start thinking about it and you think soap, shampoo, conditioner, um, well, lotion. I'm, I'm sure I'm like in the 50s yeah, on like, that you one. Know, deodorant, <laughs> any I got kind all of kinds yeah. of lotions and potions, yeah. hair products, <laughs> hairsprays. I mean, just like anything, you know, anything that you put on your, that touches your skin in a day gets absorbed through your skin right. and goes into your body. So, it's just as important to be cognizant of what is you're putting on your skin as what you're putting in your body and if in the form of food. And I think a lot of people think, oh, I'm eating organic. I'm fine. Well, you're eating organic and then you're putting this crap on your skin. Right. So basically you're and kind of like canceling absorbed. it out. Yeah. yeah. It gets absorbed. Just ask anybody that's wearing a nicotine patch or, you know, getting birth control through some sort of you right. know, patch or something that, you know, that it, it hopefully is getting absorbed because that's, you know. That's what keeping me from exactly. getting pregnant, or you know, whatever. <laughs> but uh, you know, it it goes in, and it and it all those ingredients that are really bad for you, like carcinogens and hormone disruptors, neurotoxins, they build up in your system because you're doing it every day for every year of your life. Right, and it's not like you can. There's a direct line because it's just it's yeah. happening so yep. you know tiny little bits at a time. Right, and there's been no real study on how those things affect people in the long haul, like right. over thirty years or. 20 years, but, you know, we see the prevalence of so many things increasing, whether it's autoimmune diseases or right. eczema, psoriasis, um, autism. I mean, there's just so many things that um, are increasing at such a, a rate that, you know, 50 years ago, they just weren't. And right. 50 years ago, 
there weren't all these synthetic, Toxins you know, like, and, yeah, right. like really bad chemicals and things like that in our products. People, things were much more like how I'm making them, you know, and um, the mass production and all that stuff kind of came along and everything needed to be standardized. So using a natural product was really kind of hard to do because, you know, harvesting, sometimes it depends on, was well, it a rainy season? And so how does that affect the chemical yeah, you know, the right. chemical composition of it. Was it harvested in, you know, at night or during the day? I mean, there's so many things that affect natural products that you cannot standardize them. And so when you're dealing with big factories, you need you need a chemical that's going to like perform the same way every time and has the same chemical constituent. And so those were developed Got, for that yeah. for so the mass dig, production. Yeah, right. right, exactly. And, you know, not only are they super cheap, compared to natural products, but they're so much easier to source. And you don't have to worry about, you know, a blight in Madagascar that's making vanilla scarce now. And now vanilla's, the price of vanilla is going to go up. Oh, you gosh. don't have to worry about that because yeah, right. things are made in a lab from chemicals that are made, you know, so. Yeah, vanilla there is yeah, just something that smells yeah, like it. Just, <laughs> yeah, it's made completely of, you know, artificial things. So Wow. Um, so you can see why they did it right. whenever they want mass production. Um, but now that like everyone's kind of cluing into like, oh, those things are doing this, this and this. And, you know, not only just things that are obvious, like, oh, my gosh, my eyes are swollen shut because, you know, I use this thing that's got this perfume in it or whatever or eczema or angry skin. But just things that might be going on inside of you that you don't even know about. Right. You know, that. so. And you guys have yeah. everything. I mean, you have all the stuff you yeah, need, right? Much, yeah. I mean, you've got the deodorant, you've got all the things you need to wash everything yeah. with. You've got the liquids, you've toe, got the bars, yep. you've got the bath bombs. You've got bath bombs, <laughs> we've got scrubs, we've got lip balms because lip balms are a whole other thing. I mean, they're basic. Most lip products are like petroleum based or petroleum jelly based. Right. Which you're ingest, the average woman ingests a half a pound of lip product a year. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. So as that much just kind of goes in. And, it, yeah. yeah. It's just, it's not, not good. So all of our lip products are like basically edible. Uh, made of real ingredients. And so um, we've got products for babies. We've got products for men. We've got skincare lines for face. And they smell wonderful. I, I was sharing with someone earlier that when I came to the store, and it was a beautiful day, so you happened to have the door open, right. and I was at least two blocks away, yeah. and I could smell the store. I was like, yeah. oh, my gosh. It just smells like yeah. heaven out here in Webster Groves right now. The good thing is it's not synthetic fragrance, so you don't – it's not like you – hit you in the face when you walk in, like a bath and body shop or yes, something like that. Yes, yes, yes. But I can't even go near because I'll instantly get a headache because I, I my body too. reacts to I, There's certain the candle, fragrance. like candle places I've walked yeah. past and been like, I'm going to get a headache yeah. if I go it's in there. Synthetic fragrance is mainly just, that's, that's Interesting. what's, you know, it's getting you. And a lot of people don't even realize that that's what it is. Like, oh, I've got this headache and they don't correlate it to being in Bath and Body Works or, you know, this something where it's crazy. Got, <laughs> yeah, Yankee Candle or something, you know. So people, they're like, oh, I can't go in there. And it's like, no, just try to come in. And they were like, oh, oh, okay. Oh, I, I'm okay here. It's all natural. So, And people always want to know, like, what is that smell? And I'm like, you have to buy one of everything in the well, store. it could be lavender yeah. vanilla or it could be. <laughs> it's a combination of everything. So you just have to buy one of everything and then you can have that smell And you'll have house. this at home. Yeah. Oh, I love it. So. Well, we're going to take another quick break. We'll be right back with Jean and it's question time. Ooh, okay.
Okay, we are back with Dean. So I just have to ask, you worked for Sara Lee. Mm-hmm. And I am like a huge, I'm like a dessertarian. I'm all about okay. dessert. Yeah. I know, right? Not the too, best so, thing, yeah. but you know. No, but but mm-hmm. while you were there, did, I mean, or even, is it your favorite product? Is, was there one thing you're like, dang, this is good. Even well, if it's not hot for you, great for you. Oh, yeah. I mean, luckily or unluckily, depending on how you want to look at it, I was the creative director. And so we had, I was in the same vicinity as the um, photography studio. Okay. In the photography studio, almost every day was shooting some product. And so we had a food stylist there that was baking off all the things all the time. And so you'd be sitting at your desk, kind of just kind of like right adjacent to that. And, you know, there's a group of all of us there that, you know, we're just working away and all of a sudden the smell of like snickerdoodles wafts over. <laughs> and you're like, oh, going to go over to the photo studio because I'm go, all there. Gotta go there. And then the food stylist would sit out the uglies, like not the heroes of the, the shot, but all the ones that she knew were not going to make it to the shot. And we would just feast on those. So any of the baked stuff was great because you just got that that smell. But um, I love the pound cake, just the pound. I, I do that multiple times in the summer and a few times in the wintertime too, where I just, I get it. I just slice it into cubes and I put strawberries on top of it and whipped cream. Ooh, yum. And it's like strawberry shortcake. It's lovely. And hard to find, but if I do find it, I usually get it, is a, the cherry cheesecake. Um, there's strawberry cheesecake Easy to find, but the cherry the cherry's difficult. was one. Really? I think it's just sold in other regions. And so we would shoot it and we would do, you know, things with it. But so I loved that. I mean, really, it's all really good. Like it's any of it, because they had, there's a whole refrigerator. There's no way around division, it. There's cookies. There's just like, there was so many different things. So, yeah. yeah. You got to treat yourself every once yeah. in a while. Yeah. So everyone that just started working there would gain like 15 pounds immediately. It was like the freshman 15. I can see that yeah. though. If it were available at all yeah. times, I would totally be eating it. Right. Like. Yeah, it's yeah. good that I don't have it available at yeah. all times. Right. <laughs> Even at home. I mean, it's I like know. I have yeah. it, but it's like I won't buy a lot at once. Although yeah. right now I'm like candied up. I, yeah. I, too many meetings I was going to, I kept buying, oh, I'll buy candy for the meeting. Mm-hmm. I'll buy candy for the meeting. And then I looked at looked in the pantry the other day and went, okay, that's kind of... Yeah. <laughs> well, you're ready we, for Halloween. We need to stop. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, there you go. So I noticed that you worked for uh, Roadside. Was that it? Roadmaster. Mount- Roadmaster. Mm-hmm. All right. That was my and first job out of college. Named mountain bikes? Yeah, I named bikes. I I designed bikes. So and my you named and you decide on the colors? The colors. Oh my god, I think that'd be fun. I mean it was a great Did you have like a, a favorite job. mountain bike name? Um well I had one that was more of a sport bike and it was Z X one. Which lived forever. It was like <laughs> one of these Z X one. Yeah, it was just like really cool. Um it wasn't like a super fancy name, but um it Did just, it stand I, for anything, or was no, it just sounded good? Just sounded good. That's, we can market It was just that. my favorite bike that I did. I did all kinds of really cool shocks and stuff on it, and you know you can pick components. And it was a really for for being fresh out of college, it was a great job. It was in the middle of of Alney, Illinois, which was kind of in the middle of nowhere. Where I'm is sorry if anybody's where listening is from Alney, Alney, Illinois? It's about two hours straight east of here. Okay, and um, closer to the Indiana side, um, and it's just a really tiny little town, and so. I was there for a couple of years and just, you know, you were kind of just in a really small town with nothing really around. So a lot of people didn't want to move there to right. work there. Yeah. So, but, but I did and it was and a great, it was a great job. For a while. It mm-hmm. sounds fun. It was I fun. I mean, fun. everything from tricycles to mountain bikes. I mean, all the bikes in between and colors and baskets and 
and names and yeah, it was good. I always thought it would be fun to have like one of those jobs where you have to name nail polish colors. Yeah. Because yeah. that's become, they've become so funny. Right. You know, it's just like at some point we quit going like red, pink, right. you know, I was like, right. oh, let's get crazy with it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although it gets difficult after a while, you've used up all your names that seem to come really easily and then everyone's going through the dictionary and like, like, you Get know. out the thesaurus. Right. The thesaurus. Let's I mean, figure just, out what yeah. we're going to call this thing. And we didn't really thing. have the internet so much back then. So, yeah. yeah I mean, that right. was in like 93. I mean, no, I'm sure I it remember existed, having but, the big yeah. thesaurus that I would use for different things because you just yeah. couldn't go like, no, you couldn't just or like, what's the definition what are good of? names for bikes? You know yeah, I mean? yeah, right. No. I mean, now they've got these oh, funny, yeah. like pool party is oh, the yeah. name of, you yeah. know what I mean? They just name them yep. whatever. Right. So, yay for creative people. Right. So, what makes you cringe? Oh, geez. So many things. <laughs> well, speaking on the same lines of like being a creative person, like really bad typefaces and design on on like things that should have been done a lot better by like a designer, but somebody thought they'd save money and do it Microsoft Word or something. Gotcha. So gotcha. I see when I see bad design, I cringe. When I see bad, you know, typefaces being used. Are there typefaces that you're just like, please don't use those? Yeah, there's one called Mistral, M-I-S-T-R-A-L. That's sort of that like, one. it was a scripty one that kind of became really popular maybe 15 years ago. And like every billboard with like, you know, local type company would have like this. Mistral. Yeah, Mistral on it. And it was just, it was just, it was so overused and it was just not Remember as when nice. Comic Sans was Comic getting Sans like, oh, that is, was just uh, getting the bad rap for the longest time. Yeah. I mean, just... Yeah, I know. So that makes me cringe, but also like hearing people eat makes me cringe a lot. <laughs> like just hearing like, you know, and I can take just normal noises, but like when people are just smacking or slobbering or slopping or chewing with their mouth wide open. Oh, gotcha. That's like a huge pet peeve of mine. I gotcha. And so I like, I can't do, I can't not look. Like I can't not stare at that situation. Because you're, you're thinking, seriously? Because if I'm looking at you, maybe you you'll like look at me eating? and be like, oh, I should close my mouth or, you know, but it never, that never happens. But yeah. <laughs> I love it. I have a friend who her, his wife cannot watch The Walking Dead because of the sounds that the mouth oh, sounds of the zombies. Yeah. Makes her crazy. I've never watched that, but well, that you, it's probably you probably a good thing. don't even know that yeah. it would make you crazy. Zombies would probably be very smacky. Well, they're kind of. I mean, yeah. they all make a yucky. Right. They make a right. yucky noise. Yeah. You know, whoever the person is ma- doing the noise part for that, they yeah. have to do a lot of yucky mouth right. noise. Yeah, I couldn't do that job. <laughs> I no, do that that's job. not for you. No. You could, however, design the zombie line of products. Yeah, so, yeah, I could definitely know. do that. <laughs> Without Mistral. No Mistral. No Mistral. No. Please no. And I think it's even called Minstrel in some places. They like, it's Ooh, different names, they, different companies. Just like that. those companies that rename yeah. their, their yeah. ingredients. Mm-hmm. They're just like, yeah. maybe no one will notice it's right. the same font. Right. When I was a kid, so my father's a graphic design artist. Okay. And predates the computers, you know, and he had this huge book of fonts and Mm -hmm. I loved it. And most people didn't realize the word font, like that wasn't a part of the everyday world. And so all of a sudden when computers became a thing and you could pick out all these fonts, I'd be like, oh, I love all the fonts. What's fonts? I'm like, the letter design, you know, did you ever design your own font? Not like on the computer. Um, When I was in college, I mean, my graphic, my you know, my schooling was graphic design and it's called visual communications, but it was not on a computer at all. My senior year, I had like one class that was on computer, but it, like I said, it was kind of like pre, it was right on the cusp of like 
design being done on computers on a gotcha. regular basis. Gotcha. And so I had to hand letter everything. And oh so, yeah, so a lot of my lettering was just my own lettering because it was just me doing it. But right. um, I always thought designing a, an actual font on the computer would be kind of fun. Yeah, so, there's a, there's so many now. Yeah. You can like download a oh, bunch yeah. of free ones. Right. Some of them are cr- just crazy. Right. But <laughs> I, I love them. I love going through and trying to, that's one of my favorite parts of designing something is is going through and looking at all the fonts and figuring out which one works best. Well, you're good at it. I mean, the design of Kind Kind Soap is beautiful. Thank you. Every product is just gorgeous. So tell everybody where we can find everything. Well, um, if you're online, you can go to kindsoap.com. It's easy. And order, order. Everything's there. You can order everything. Um, We ship products out all day, every day, all over the country. Um, It's free shipping right now. That's good. Yeah. Um, and then if you're in the area, you can come see us in Webster Groves at our, at our retail store, which is on 20 Allen Avenue in Webster Groves, right in downtown and, um, see us there cause everything's there. Otherwise there's a list online. Also, if you go to our website of where our products are located that you can like in, if you're not in St. Louis. Well, and then you have a lot of really good information on your website as well. Like you said, like the 12 ingredients to avoid and just a a ton of really good, if you want to be informed, your website's got it. Probably more than really anybody wants. It's good. No, no, because people ask questions. I mean, if you've got a question about a certain thing and if you have conditions like psoriasis or eczema or acne or what, it's Mm -hmm. all answered there. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we do, we have like a drop down menu where if you go... It's a kind solution. So you so you have dry skin. And so it'll drop down to dry skin and that'll take you to kind of like talking about dry skin and which products are good for that, psoriasis, that type of thing. So yeah. I love it. Great. Thank you, Jean. Thank you. I'm so happy that you got to come in and well, do this with us. I super me. appreciate it. You are very welcome. All right, and everybody out there, have awesome days and make sure to go to iTunes, look up Mishmash, subscribe. See you all later.